Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com forward slash credit card. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. This is the best of two pros and a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. Hey there. How we feeling? Hi. Hi. Hey. I mean, big hey, day. Var's got to be at a good Yeah, dude, right he is. Y'all yeah, he is. Come on, Y'all Bar. hating on me yeah, thinking that I'm a hater. See, nah. that's y'all being hateful. Hey, to gash Bar, you come on, man. Y'all come trying on, to son. be hateful. Come but on, I, told I told y'all. I told y'all. Hey, you know what? I told you. You did. I, I actually, I was working yesterday, and I said, I thought this was the opportunity for Dallas to make a statement. Like, I, I really felt that way, and I thought it had the vibes of the Cincinnati-Buffalo game in Cincinnati. Buffalo, where Cincinnati, <laughs> they went in, and they physically beat them up up front, but... One, it's a stark contrast as far as what this Dallas team is at home and when they're on the road. Like, they're just Mm -hmm. not the same team. But more so than that, since Joe Brady has taken over, this offense has an attitude. It's got physicality. The way he's leaned on James Cook as that next best option, which, by the way, I don't know why this isn't what the Chiefs should do when they do have Pacheco healthy, by the way. But side point. The offense is operating at such a higher clip now. And, it, and the best part is it takes so much pressure off Josh Allen. He threw 15 pass attempts. That's it. That's all he had to do, and yet they blew out the Dallas Cowboys. So give credit to the Bills, but is this like a, a, a Dennis Green moment where like they are who we thought they were? Mm. Is they are who LeVar thought they were? I, I, won't, I won't be that bullish on it. They uh, are who we thought they were. Dang. And we let them off the hook. Dang. <laughs> dang. Was that you, LeVar? No. If you want to crown them, then crown them. Then crown them. Dang. Tell them, Var. Tell them. Rest easy, Coach. Rest easy. Uh, you know. By the way, Dennis uh, Green, former Fox Sports Radio host. Yeah, how about that? Back in the day. Get loose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Get uh, loose. Okay. Ooh. All right. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. 
Come on, Var. Nah, I'm going to just wait. Right now. I'm going to just wait for y'all to finish. <laughs> when y'all finish, I'll, 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 I'll go. I mean, I'll hype go. you up right I said, now. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's the one that gets me every time. That one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get up. Get loose. The funk. Come on. I can't tell if you're saying that live right now. If that's a drop, I'll be like, it's not me. I'm just sitting here listening. It's you, but it's not you right now. It's not me now, right? Correct. It's just me listening. Um, But yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to go as far as to say I knew it because I think that that's still a super impressive victory. The way they beat the Eagles. That's that's what I'll start with. But when I was watching the game. It, it just seems as though if 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 the Dallas offense ever finds itself faltering, um, it's it's a wrap for this team. It, it's it's a wrap. The defense needs they need more consistency from from this offense. Uh, you can't be so up. At some point, they had such a great run going in terms of with their production on the offensive side of the ball. And then you get into a, a game which I would say, looking at Buffalo coming in, I just, they're like Tennessee to me. I don't, I don't, I think they're like a, 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 a bipolar type of team. Like you can get one team one Sunday, you can get another team the next. I'm just not always certain and and like you said maybe it's just the switching of of Brady coming in and and that being you know the difference maker for them right now but I thought with the injuries with the you know kind of the off-field confusion you had the Von Miller situation take place I just didn't know where this Buffalo team is and I'm not I'm going to say this I don't I still don't know that I'm definitively sure where Buffalo is as a team I just know they have the potential to go out on a Sunday, which I won't say this about many teams at this point. They do have the potential to go out and beat any team on a Sunday. They're a nightmare in the first round for whoever they get. If they're the seven seven seed, the two's got a problem the first game against Buffalo. They're, to me, the hottest team in the AFC right now. Like, who else would you – I mean, Baltimore is the other one that had a nice win last I would, night. I would say Baltimore. I don't think I, Baltimore wants to see this this Bills no, team. No, Yeah. I would say the hottest team, though, is probably Baltimore. But if if I were saying, okay, who am I debating that with, it would certainly be probably after yesterday the way they convincingly handled Dallas, I would say. Because I would, I, I would have said yesterday that Dallas – and, and maybe still today, Dallas is the second team in the, in the NFC. Yeah. So, I mean, that's impressive to, to spank the number two cool. team in, in the NFC. What's impressive to me is Sean McDermott and the fact that, I mean, look, they've been in playoff mode now for a couple of weeks. And they've had to be because they've had to win. There's no margin of error for them. And you moved on from Ken Dorsey which was a bit of a surprising move only because I, I went through the history of it when they moved on from Brian Dable and um, excuse me, when they didn't move on from Brian Dable, but they did kind of hit that rough patch and then they excelled through that. Well, in this case, you did decide to move on from a, ho- a coach. Leslie Frazier stepped down before the season. There was kind of a lot of things swirling up in the air. This team was the favorite to win the Super Bowl last year, not quite coming in this year. 
and they found a way to basically figure out what their identity is offensively that maximizes their potential. And defensively, despite all the injuries they've sustained, they supplemented some pieces on the roster, but they've got some young guys who've been playing now, who've been stepping up and playing really, really well in that spot. So it's just it's credit to the entire team, but also the coaching staff, too, of like getting this team right and maximizing what their potential is. Now, there's still, still a lot of football left to be played, but they're one of the hottest teams right now. There's no doubt about it. LeVar, can I ask you a question from a defensive standpoint? Just if you're in the on the Cowboys right now and you just gave up two sixty plus to Buffalo on the ground, Oof. could not stop them. Like Couldn't there was stop and then you've got this quarterback that everybody says one of the great quarterbacks in the league, and he only threw the ball fifteen times because he didn't need to. Like he yeah, didn't, didn't have like, to. Like what is like what is that like? For the Cowboys on defense right now, what are those conversations like this week? I think they probably think that it's a correctable situation. I, I I would I would think so because they didn't really do like you guys said they didn't have to throw they didn't do much in the air, uh, but you did give up a hundred seventy nine, and by the way, a seven point two average per carry for Cook. <laughs> that's in that's a impressive super impressive day for for any running back on on at any level of of measurement i i would just think that as a defensive unit they feel like they'd be able to correct it i i i i can't see them looking at it any differently than that because if you if you think about it the point totals weren't weren't you know you're you're not going to be blown away like the first quarter they gave up seven points they gave up 14 points in the second quarter is the most that they gave up. So you give up a, a field goal and then you give up a, a touchdown in the fourth quarter. That's by by a measurement of, of the defense. They're probably looking at it and, and coming away from it, feeling a little you know concerned about the run, but not feeling so bad about what they did because if their offense had gave them a little bit more than what they did, then who's to say that the the day the outing may have may have come out differently that's that to me if I'm a defender or if I'm a defensive coach I'm saying to myself we've done well with with teams that have tried to come out and and try to run but they ultimately try to pass we've done a good job with that and and so they're I mean, at their best clearly I, when they're pass rushing they got to address that, the that, run that's the second most points they've given up all season Second to only San Francisco. Like I, I'm not saying they've got to win in and hold teams under 20 the whole time. And obviously, you have to be able to win in a variety of ways. That was one where the defense got physically beat up front, and they didn't have Hankins up front. That was one of the things going into the game that I thought was going to play the biggest factor in if Buffalo could run the football or, or maybe where Dallas was most vulnerable. But 31 points is the second most they've given up going back to their loss versus San Francisco when San Francisco dropped a 40-burger on them earlier this year. And that's just one where, I, I mean, you look, you could say the offense had their issues, and they did. There's no doubt about it because they never had a shot in that game. It didn't feel like based on how Dak played, based on how they were, they were, you know, they were falling behind. It just it felt like they were constantly trying to catch up. But defensively, that was an eye-opening experience for me because ultimately – I mean, coming into this game, we didn't look at Buffalo as one of those dominant running teams. They've gotten it, you know, going of late, 
But what happened last night was a physical beatdown. And and that's one of those scars. Like you look back to the San Francisco loss and go, yeah, this is a team that like I'm not going to forget Damn. how that game went when they get in the playoffs. And you see a beatdown like this and go, okay, I know what they did versus Philly. Philly was kind of lipping along there too. Now I'm really curious to see how they respond versus Miami in Miami next week because that team can run the football too. Completely different, but they beat the crap out of the New York Jets, who were one of the better defenses, stouter fronts, and they didn't have Tyreek Hill, and they didn't have to do as much. I mean, they, they you know, Tua still did a lot of the passing game, but Mostert still went off. So I, I, I'm now I'm now I'm really curious to see how the next couple of weeks go for this Dallas team because they'll face a tough offensive challenge in Miami on the road, and then they got to play against the Detroit Lions, who obviously play a physical brand of football and got back to that Saturday versus the Broncos dominating them. And, and it's, much, it's, I, I, I will also say this. Played? How much? Because they won't have to deal with weather in Miami or in Detroit. How much? You well, think it, the it doesn't matter if they just run the ball the whole time on them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, I mean, like that's that's I, more of the issue. Is if the if the weather played a factor, it's even more damning because they couldn't stop a one dimensional team. Yeah, I can't. And, and, and they and they couldn't run the football when they needed to, which then becomes a big issue for a team that now, especially if the Eagles win today, is going to be behind playing on the road as a wild card team. So now you're not in Jerry World, and that makes it even more damning. So that's the concern, I think, moving forward for Dallas and, and even for Dak. Like, it was a good conversation about the MVP, but if, if you were one of those people out oh. there who was looking for a reason not to give it to him, there you go. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. He's there like, we and, go. And by, the way, and by the way, how Lamar yeah! and Brock Purdy are playing. Here we go. Like, Brock Purdy's <laughs> in the lead now. Yes. Here we go. Yeah, that that was uh, that was pretty much uh, closing the casket on uh, Dak Prescott winning MVP yesterday. Here we go. Here we go. That, that was brutal. Because I don't think either one of those guys have had a game anywhere close to that this season. Like I guess Brock Purdy may be the game in Cleveland, but he's had enough monster performances since that, and it's so long ago that I, I look at it and I go, "Yeah, that was a wrap. Like we're done." Um, you know, Brock Purdy is uh, the favorite right now according to DraftKings, and then Lamar Jackson's been rolling a little bit. But dude, he just makes plays, and they like make plays for him. Like Darnold came in for that. <laughs> That short stint, he threw a perfect pass to Kittle, went right through his hands, and then like the next play or two, two after that, Purdy gets in, kind of scrambles up, floats the ball out, and Kittle makes a great one-handed catch. You're going, okay, well, there it is. God, what a disappointment! Like if you're a Cowboy fan, you probably thought to yourself. All right, we finally exercised the demons. All right, we finally have started to put together a streak. Dak's finally getting respect. And then you go into Buffalo and get sawed off. I just I wouldn't I wouldn't go all the way cold on them. Oh. I just I think I think they could bounce back from that. They couldn't handle the elements at Rich Stadium. They got problems. It's, it's, you're telling me back to back weeks on the road, do you think they that we should be more bullish on them versus Miami? Miami I, looked I, damn good this past week. I'm not so much. I I almost feel like I want to say the weather may have played a part. Like, and and maybe not so much on the defensive side, but maybe on the offensive side of the the field, it maybe have played a part. I don't, I don't know. Were you, okay, were you guys surprised at the result? Yes, I was. I I wasn't, because here's my thought on Dallas. 
eh, kind of feels like a Dallas letdown. And then they'll come back with a monster performance maybe next week or the week after. I kind of feel like I have an idea as to who they are over the past couple of years. But that's what you see out of Buffalo. Can I ask <laughs> what this, you uh, just said is what you'll see out of a Buffalo team. Are they not of late though? Like that's the difference with Buffalo is they've kind of found their stride now. But uh, well, I was we were saying you, that about Dallas last week. Right. Buffalo is the difference is like they've turned it on. I mean, Buffalo they've won three of their last four, and they really should have won in overtime versus Philly. How many did Dallas win leading up to this game? Wasn't no, it like four? They've or got five? a better record, but I'm just saying they haven't beat. They've beat what one team with a winning record? I wonder. I by mean, the way. I was listen. If I'm looking at it critically, I would. They beat the Eagles. You can't like it. Two teams just can't. Or Seattle. It's got to be what it's got to be. At that point, right? I wonder if the conversation in Buffalo when they decided to become more run-oriented, it was like, you know, this is going to piss Stefan Diggs off. Nah, screw it. Uh, let's just go ahead and run the football and try and win these games and just figure out figure out a new plan. Because Stefan Diggs even talked earlier uh, this weekend, earlier over the weekend or late last week, it just about, you know, he's a little bit frustrated with everything. But, dude, this was always going to be like, when When are they going to add some sort of a running game to try and help Josh Allen? Because he was always going to be their leading rusher, seemingly. And so here we are, and it's working. Different well, team. By the way, James Cook is their second most dynamic player after Diggs. Yeah. Like, I know they spent the draft pick on Dalton Kincaid, who had a bad drop in the game. And, and I know they've got Gabe Davis, who we've seen from time to time, you know, be that guy. But the truth of the matter is, James Cook is their second most dynamic player. I compared it to Kelsey and Pacheco because after Kelsey, it's Pacheco. Like If you're a play caller, you're looking at your stars and your difference makers and saying, all right, I got to figure out a way of getting James Cook the ball, not only just in the running game, but like how can I get him in different mismatches? Like The touchdown pass that he caught on Damon Clark was a thing of beauty from Joe Brady. Because last week what he did was he released him out of the backfield up to see him versus the linebacker. And this time when Clark was on him in coverage, he, it was the exact same thing. Released up the field like he was going to run a seam. And instead he broke out on the, on the corner route and just left him in the dust. He was wide-ass open. And that's the sort of little wrinkles that, like, you know teams are preparing for you. And they're like, hey, man, if he lines up here, he's got a little wide split. Like, his, his feet are lined up off the tackle. You know he's going to free release. But if he is, he ran a seam on this last week. Like, that's what defense practices. And offense is over there toying with them because they're like, yeah, but this week we're going to run a corner out. And we're going to clear it out for you so you have all that space. And it's easy pitch and catch. So, like, you see those plays and you just go, yep, there it is. Like, that's... That's the innovation right now that Joe Brady's kind of been in his bag and helping this offense find outside of the physicality is the way they've been able to find ways of getting cooked the touches because he's their second best offensive player after Diggs. Yeah, I'm my baby was was quiet last night. How how much of an impact on defensive MVP? Well, does they that play? they focused on him a ton. I mean, yeah. he was clearly the guy they had that cap on in practice, a little jersey, yep. you know. I mean, they knew exactly where he was all the time. Still, I mean, a that's uh, what comes with it. He's still the yeah. favorite, according to DraftKings, minus one twenty-five for uh, Micah Parsons to win uh, Defensive Player of the Year. So, Miles nice. Garrett's still uh, kind of lurking, but it feels like that's also a uh, man. A that race. man needs to get more holding penalties called against. He gets held every damn play. It is unbelievable watching the Bears O line trying to block him yesterday. <laughs> He, there was like four or five different opportunities. I'm like, that should be a hold. That should be a hold. That's not even Hume. I don't know how he moves like that. That should be a hold too. Like that, that dude should be defensive player of the year. But he, I mean, they just, they're doing everything they can not to let him disrupt games. Yeah. 
Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Him Sex Shoes and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hims has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting 
getting you down. It's time to change that. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros. That's HIMS.com slash two pros for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash two pros. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Sex chews are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. So we open up the show talking about just the disappointing performance by the Dallas Cowboys and the fact that the Buffalo Bills are fastly becoming a team nobody wants any part of if they get into the postseason. If they get into the playoffs, that's an issue for a lot of teams in the AFC. And so if you're in Buffalo, you're feeling good about things. They're running the football now. And if you're in Dallas, you feel a little bit concerned about things because they just got chewed up and spit out on the road. And it was not a good look uh, in front of a big audience there. And then on the flip side, eh, ho-hum. 49ers just keep on rolling. Here we go. Yeah, just uh, listen, we're, we're good here. <laughs> they just, uh, San Francisco, and I know it was Arizona, and, and everybody understands what's happening in Arizona, but the Niners get it done again. Uh, Brock Purdy was fantastic again. Uh, they just seemingly game keep on rolling. Brock yeah, Purdy. just just yeah. a game manager through and through. <laughs> you know, not impressive at all. Don't give him any credit. Don't give him any love. Well, Brock Purdy spoke after the game about who he would give the MVP to. Let's take a listen. I think Christian should be MVP. I think I, I really do believe that. You know, he does everything for us, runs the ball well, can catch the ball. He does everything. And so, in my eyes, that's an MVP. I'm the guy that hands him the ball off, and then I turn back and watch, you know, sort of what he does, bouncing off guys, making cuts, twisting off guys when he's got all these guys holding on to him. So I just see, you know, the beating that he takes and just his grit to continue to drive his legs and get extra yards and inches, like, and then goes off to the sideline, and he's immediately, you know, using Theraguns and moving his body, just nonstop moving. We all respect it, man. Like, he's the guy that does it all. And then he, we put him out in the slot and throw him a ball, and he just does everything. He's smart. And so, you know, like I've said it before, man, we definitely, you know, look up to him and his toughness, and he sets the standard, and we follow his lead. So, listen, it's, it's a great thought from Brock Purdy's being a great teammate, but there's a better chance Christian Okoye wins MVP this year than Jeez, Christian Oh, Gabbard. my gosh. Come God. on. Hey, that's not Bro. true. It's a quarterback award. Brock Purdy's going to win that, this But that, that is a problem, and I, and I think Brock Purdy brings up a lot of good points. Do you guys know – so, obviously, McCaffrey's leading the league in rushing. Um, he's averaging 5.3 yards an attempt. I mean, LeVar, think about if you went up against an offense where the running back's averaging that. Like, they hand the ball twice, they get a first down. Like, that's what you have to stop every time. Yep. Like, I, I yeah. just – I look at him. He's leading the league in scrimmage yards. He's on pace to be top 25 in a, in a single season in NFL history, which he'd put himself amongst only two other players who've done that. All right? If he keeps this pace, which he's averaging like 129 yards, scrimmage yards a game. He did it in 2019, and this would be the other season, 2023, if he can do it. The only other two players to ever do it, Marshall Falk did it twice in 1998, 1999, and he actually went for 2,100 scrimmage yards in 2000 as well, but that's outside the top 25. And then LT. LT did it in 03 and, and 2006, you know, as far as this pace and being in the top 25 all time. So it, it's pretty rare company, like what he's doing and, and what he's able to accomplish so far. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt. I, you know, if you look at his resume, he only has like the one all pro season 
and then he's got a couple. You know, he'll have three Pro Bowls, and I think obviously he'd be an All Pro this year. But you know, he to me, I think when healthy, you can make the case is no doubt about as a Hall of Famer. Like with the way he's played in his career, it, every single time it seems like he's he's been a Hall of Fame caliber player. It's just it's only happened in three or four seasons, and that's my only concern for him moving forward is can he stay healthy uh, for seventeen games, or I guess even sixteen, depending on what week 18 looks like for them if he has to play the 17th game. I mean, respect respect to McCaffrey. I mean, I ain't going to go as far as Hall of Fame just yet, but but definitely Man. his body of work is is phenomenal. Let's take a look at his um, Instagram. Give me a sec here. Well, I mean, I give him Hall of Fame on that. Uh, <laughs> he could get that today. Um <laughs> Today. Today. Instant shot or whatever it is. He's, I mean, he has been a special player. I mean, make no mistake about it. There's only a few guys that can bring the skill set, uh, multiple dimensional skill set that, that Christian McCaffrey brings to the table. And he clearly has been the difference maker for this team since they, they made the trade to get him. Um, and he was that difference maker for Carolina when he was healthy for them. It's just always been a health health deal with with him. So, but as far as as far as MVP of the league, sure he should be in the conversation, one hundred percent. And I don't really feel as though any of these quarterbacks have just ran away with being the the MVP of the league. I mean, I I, I definitely think that uh, what Lamar Jackson is doing is is worthy of of possibly getting it um, this year um, for for a moment in time. It looked as though you could have the conversation with with Dak and and with uh, Jalen Hurts, um, but then uh, you stop and you you think. I mean, Brock Purdy and C.J. Stroud were maybe probably the one the two that you should look at and say those are the main guys that should be looked at as as MVPs. And I wouldn't you know, listen. C.J. Stroud is out due to injury. That sucks, but. But in terms of what Brock Purdy is doing, it's it's MVP level performing. And whether you want to make it about being a game manager, he's an, um, a most valuable game managing player for this, this San Francisco 49ers team. So if it's not Lamar Jackson, I, I would say it's it's Brock Purdy. And if it's not Brock Purdy, then I think it, you have the conversation with, with McCaffrey. It, it just feels like, you know, the non-quarterback in the MVP conversation, the, the fallback as well, just give him Offensive Player of the Year. Like we'll just, and he'll get that. Yeah, he'll well, get that, certainly. And he is the favorite now because it looked like that was Tyreek Hill's yeah. to lose, and then Tyreek Hill missed this past game. And so now the odds are saying, you know, Christian McCaffrey is the favorite to get that one. But it is, you know, and Brady's made this point, like it just sort of is the obvious, well, the MVP's a quarterback award. It's like, okay, well, I mean, if, if that's where we're at, then they'll just go ahead and give him, you know, offensive player of the year, and then everybody goes home happy. But, you know. Tyreek Hill not playing in that game yesterday looks like it did have an impact on the odds there. Hmm. I mean, and what was the so the draft capital for Christian McCaffrey was what a second, third, and fourth rounder, I believe. I think it was a second, third, and fourth rounder. Uh, they got a, a, a I do that a hundred times out of a hundred and one. It was a second, third, fourth rounder, and then a uh, fifth round pick in twenty twenty four that the Panthers uh, got back in return for Christian McCaffrey, like. 
Man, that that was a home run trade by Kyle Shanahan and company, and he's been fantastic ever since he's gotten there. The other thing is, too, so he's 27 years old this year. They've got him under contract in what, like, if you're Christian McCaffrey, I don't know that you're, even if you win Offensive Player of the Year, that you're doing a whole lot to change your contract outside of maybe restructuring to get more guarantees because the running back position as a whole has taken a huge hit as far as how much these guys are being compensated. And he was one of the last ones to capitalize, you know, getting a four year, $64 million deal, 21 and a half million in signing bonus and 30 million guaranteed at signing. And so he still has this year, 2024 and 2025 with some avoidable years attached to that. But you know, he's, he's in his late twenties, but that still gets him to 30 and they still have control which I don't think he wants to go anywhere else. I'm sure he, you know, enjoys playing in the system with Kyle Shanahan and you know, they're obviously he's got the most touches of of anyone in the NFL. So clearly they're getting their money's worth out of him. But, you know, as far as restructuring it and keeping him on the roster for relatively cheap, you'd have to think because of the the economics with the running back position, it's not going to be overly tough to do. And and so all they need to do is convert a portion of this into some guarantees which works for their cap structure but also works for him because his dead cap hits the next couple of years aren't that you know aren't that bad his cap hits in general around the 14 million dollar mark which as the salary cap continues to go up with Brock Purdy still on his rookie contract like this all works out for the San Francisco team to be really good for the foreseeable future uh I got to ask a nerdy football question cuz I'm curious about that I was thinking about it yesterday watching them play and and seeing how they performed so you guys have talked about offensively and defensively whether Brady you've talked about dialing it up in the passing game Lavar you've talked about you know dialing it up defensively what does it mean to dial it up from a running game standpoint what does Kyle Shanahan do for McCaffrey that just leads to all the success they've had running the football with him To me, they find angles. So there's a few different things that they do. They use personnel, they use formations, and they use shifts and motions with all of that to get the exact look that they want from the defense. And if they get that exact look, they then know that if they just execute the blocking that they've prepared for and practiced and repped and walked through, they know they'll be able to succeed. I mean, you're going to get beat from time to time in those one-on-one matchups. But if you can get predictable looks where you have the angles, where you can get to edges, or you can create gaps, and you can create seams within the defense. I mean, one of the things that's most impressive about when you watch Christian McCaffrey averages 5.3 yards per carry, and I haven't, this is just my, my naked eye from watching tape, is he doesn't really get touched until he's a yard plus two yards downfield. It's very infrequently that you'll see him have guys who are penetrating and getting back behind the line of scrimmage. And so that, to me, is how I would define when you've got an offensive coordinator who's dialing it up. That's one of the things that I've been impressed by with Joe Brady and some of the different things they've done offensively with Aaron Cromer, the O-line coach in Buffalo. Is it, it's, it's finding ways of creating seams and getting to angles using pin and pull and other different blocking um, techniques to be able to find ways of, of creating some of those holes to get your running back up to the second level. Because that's the other thing is now, like, if you look at so many defenses that play nickel as their base personnel, they've got smaller personnel out there. They don't have as many linebackers like LeVar out there who are waiting at the next level to get those hits or shed blocks. 
So as long as you get him to second level, and especially as everything you know is more spread out, there's a much greater chance of getting yards, you know, downfield, yards after contact, or making a guy miss in the open field. Yeah, I would. I would just add to that the 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 whole idea of that zoning in terms of the the blocking schemes that have worked so well for San Francisco is something that we saw for years in Denver. And Mike Shanahan was clearly the architect of or mastermind behind stressing defenses out by the way the offensive line, you know, is able to move and quickly get positioned. Um, and, and what Q just said, being able to reach block and, and being able to cut guys off. And, you know, they've since relaxed chop blocking, but I mean, those guys were literally breaking legs in, in Denver during, during the heyday of running those zone style offenses. The, the key for running back is, is what you saw out of the Terrell Davises, the Orlando, Landis Garys, the Clinton Portises, and, and now you're seeing it with a, a Christian McCaffrey is your pad level. Cause when you, when you're stretching, when you're stretching and stressing a defense out up front with, with your blocking scheme, if you have a running back that, that has great pad level, it's hard to see them. But but if that, that running back knows how to pace the defense well enough, they actually make it easier for the offensive guys to make their blocks because you're forcing the defense to have to commit. And, and so once you have that committing taking place, now it comes down to the vision and the movement that that back has. And, and Christian McCaffrey is at the top of the list and, and guys that are able to find those gaps and be able to hit those gaps based off of the pacing of what the offensive line is doing. It's almost like a read option for a running back as well. If if the defense is playing it slower and waiting for them to cut it back, then you go faster and you push it up in there to the outside. But if they fast flow you with, with the way that the backers are reading and the, the way the defense linemen are trying to beat getting reached – then it ultimately sets up a natural cutback lane and and that running back really has an alleyway where he has to make one person miss. It may be a backside backer. It may be a safety. It, it, in some cases, not very often, but in some cases, it could be a defensive end that they just let, let free and you just got to beat that defensive end and then you get to the second level of the defense. So, they just my Cal Shanahan has done an excellent job of of kind of creating his iteration of what that original zone scheme blocking that took place in Denver, you know how that was and and you have players where you keep guys honest with those shifts with those motions, you keep them honest because it's a Debo Samuels. You know, it, it's it's an Ayuk. Those guys can hurt you in sweeps. They can hurt you in, in screens. They can hurt you. And, oh, by the way, on one side of the ball, you do have a guy that can win one-on-ones with, with blocking. You do have a guy that's that's athletic enough to actually get off of one block and go downfield and get another block to, to free his guys up in Trent Williams. So they just got a, a ton of balance, and it's just been a masterful job in terms of what Kyle Shanahan has been able to do um, with that blocking scheme to give uh, a guy like uh, Christian McCaffrey those opportunities to, to showcase his skills the way that he does. Yeah, they're fun to watch, man. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern. 
3 a.m. Pacific. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Much to lead to laughs, displeasure, but Baker Mayfield dealing and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in first place in the awful NFC South. And I will say this on record. I hope they make it. I want Baker in the playoffs. I think it'd be a great story. Mike Evans, like a lot of people wrote off Baker Mayfield as just a one year. Can he even beat out Kyle Trask for the job? And he's actually had a really good year for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's been great. He played phenomenal. First time we've ever seen a quarterback go into Lambeau Field and have a perfect rating. Um, so pretty fitting. And I'll be honest with you, I, I was dead wrong in look, how I was looking at that game, kind of thinking if, if you think about the strength of what Green Bay has been defensively, it's been able to cover and rush. And, and on the flip side, 
you know, Jordan Love's been on a little bit of a hot streak lately. They've been banged up at running back, so kind of, you know, by necessity, they've had to sling it around, but they didn't have Watson, did have A.J. Dillon. Um, but but the pass defense for Tampa has has been pretty bad this season. So I, I really thought the quarterback who'd end up with a perfect rating was probably going to be close to Jordan Love, the way how things went. And, man, Baker just went and lit it up, and it was anything but that for Green Bay right now, who's – you know, I think it's safe to say they, they had to probably win out to have any shot. Um, and, and you'd say it, it's pretty sure they're going to be on the outside looking in when it's all said and done. I was I was shocked that that Tampa played so well. I, I really was. And the fact that Baker was – he was dealing a little bit out there. I'm, I'm not going to lie. He was making some pretty nice throws. I, I saw parts, parts of it. I wasn't able to see that entire game. But – but from what I did see, he was he was doing some good things. But I mean, this just seems like that, a Tampa team that you're just wondering. <laughs> I, I guess when when you you look at their season, um, you know, I made the the statement before: is this a good team or is this a bad team? I, I almost feel like at 500, you lean towards their their kind of. They're a good team. They're just not good enough, which that's where I settled in on Tampa. So, so basically, like Tampa last year. Yeah, I mean, ever since <laughs> I mean, ever since the the Super Bowl, right? I mean, the, the second the second year after they did pretty good as as well, but after that, I mean, it, it's been kind of, you know, I don't know. You just I just don't. I don't definitively think, and this is me trying to like stay politically correct, I guess. I don't know. But I, I guess definitively speaking, currently, this team doesn't look like they're going in the direction of being a competitor to try to win the Super Bowl again. They just look like a a competitive regular season team. Is that is that yeah. uh, like is that's kind of how I feel about and it. And if, you know, if the playoffs started today, which I know there's a lot more going on, but Dallas would be in Tampa to open up the first round like they were last year, and the result is probably going to be the same. So, yeah, they may not win a game, but I just, you know, Baker Mayfield's now uh, second in the comeback player of the year odds next to DeMar Hamlin, who's the overwhelming favorite. And uh, it's a nice, nice little bounce back year for Baker Mayfield. You think he's going to get a uh, little contract extension from the Bucks after the season? or he, he should. I think it depends on what happens. You know, if they get in the playoffs and it wins a game or even just getting there, I think he should get one. I mean, that's what he's, he's capitalized on, right? Um, you know, signing a, a you know one-year deal, you know, to go in there, show showcase what you're capable of. And I think looking at him too, he's he's very capable of being the franchise guy and the starter. And Are they staying the course in Tampa Bay though? That that's the question is if they'd make the playoffs and they have the opportunity to, you know, maybe even win a game, how could you not? And I think the big, the biggest questions are you know you know Mike Evans they he won an extension before the season didn't work out he's finishing things up you know what do they do there he's been such a big productive piece of this team and franchise for the entirety of his career I mean he's done everything they've asked him to do so you know how do they go about handling that and then on the flip side like they need some more help too I mean they definitely have some some key pieces on this roster and so as as they continue to build around. You know Baker. They also have to take into consideration, you know, really where they're at, and if if this is a team that they feel good about being able to compete for division championships and, and a Super Bowl ultimately, which I think with the right pieces around them, they, they, there's no doubt they can. They, they've been kind of banged up though, and 
It's just been really inconsistent. But you know, look, they're they're top of the uh, NFC South right now. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80 live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 